0: We set this episode off right. Straight straight to the loo. Straight to the loo. Saint Lunatics, how many pair you need? How many? So what? Okay. All right, I think that's it. I think that's it. What's going on y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back pod is good and all the time if you know you know if you don't you about to find out we are in episode nine of the show happy to have y'all here another incredible show on deck for today my guy is already in the studio tuning in already here from Chi-Town he ain't from Chi-Town but that's where he resides right now you've seen him before you've heard him before i've given him a grand introduction but please just in case you missed the first episode just in case you were somewhere under a rock and you missed it my guy is um lyricist aficionado he is an actor within every sense of uh, of of the, the of the term. He has an incredible sense of humor. He's a spiritual man. He's an intellectual. He is a modern-day Renaissance guy. And he's definitely one of my friends, and I call him my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, back into the studio here on the Pod is Good podcast, please welcome Ed Vance.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's What's going on,
0: my guy? Pod is good all the time and all the time Pot is good welcome back everybody's been talking about you coming back I got a few messages you know talking about y'all didn't really get into music y'all didn't say nothing about CNE. I'm like you know what you' right you're right we, we were trying to touch on so many things in such a short amount of time that yes, I man. agree we kind of we kind of glossed over some of the foundational things so that people know that you You know what I'm saying? Where you come from, what you do, your background, as well as our background. So in this episode, I kind of wanted to build a better foundation so that people understand the the legend in which they are speaking with or listening to right now. Because they just may not know. You know what I'm saying? That's the the world moves like this. I could, I could turn, I could spit out a battle rap name, and there's plenty of people that are listening that have never heard of them. Yet this person may have. 50 million view battles. Right. Because that's the world we live in. There's so many people. There's there's so much uh dominant talent, and there's so much yeah. individual celebrity on this planet right now that like you can have somebody that's incredibly, incredibly that guy like you, and they just don't know. <laughs> they just don't know. You can't fault them for not knowing, you know what I'm saying? Right. so so as we as we uh you know try to let it simmer this time and build that foundation yes sir tell the people a little bit about advanced and where he came from i don't know how far back you want to go you want to just talk entertainment i don't know what you want to touch on but if you had to give somebody that solid elevator speech who you are where you come from so they at least know a little bit about your background
1: gotcha well, uh when your mama and daddy love each other and they get to No, no. <laughs> all right, let's not go that far back. Let's, let's
0: yeah, back uh, not all the way forward. to the tweet tweets and bzz, bzz. We ain't gotta go. We ain't
1: gotta no, go all the way uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um yeah. I'm from East St. Louis, Illinois, right across the bridge from St. Louis, Missouri. Those are my brothers and sisters right there. Um man, I I, I grew up In a lot of places, because I was a military brat, but mainly East St. Louis. Every time we came, we brought it right back there, and that's where I started my journey of film and music and theater and and all of that. I started, you know, spitting when I was five. Actually, when I was five, had a had a first little yeah, man. (laughs) I had had my first little uh, regional hit. When I was nine, I was very proud of myself. It was called um, it was called I Dare You, based on the the Dare Education Program, the Drug Abuse Resistance Education.
0: Oh, educa- yeah. come on, come on, man! Yeah. Do not, do not tell us you don't remember some of the bars. Give us something, man. Come I don't on.
1: remember squat. Uh,
0: uh, I have no idea, bro. I have no. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I I, I <laughs> can just imagine you doing the dare rap with like the D. Don't ever try. I can I can just see you breaking it up,
1: <laughs> bro. I had a skit and everything that, that Oh my god! The two cats. they met, they did the exchange and everything. Like, so when I not break it up. I was giving my Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel on. He was already on that. We didn't talk
0: Anyway, he was already on that. Love yeah, it. man. So, um,
1: so yeah, I started there and, um, and uh, got into theater mm. and started um, uh, the Catherine Dunham Center, Center actually was uh, was my theater home. And, and that home, my my craft as far as performance and and being intentional whenever I, I perform to try to say something and try to move
0: yeah.
1: uh, the audience in some kind of way. Nice. Uh, and, you know, and, and I, I grew from there to, you know, started doing movies and um, making music and started writing for other artists and whatnot. So that that was that came in handy a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, uh, with connections and whatnot. And, you know, had a few little few little go rounds of things and um, nice. started a, a series, which, which you're aware of the uh, Fire Flow Fridays that that kind of did well for me, took, took off and um, introduced me to a whole new uh, audience. And uh, you know, and just been growing from there.
0: And I would like to say that to my understanding, I might be the only guest appearance on Fireflow Fridays. You Is that right? Correct.
1: You would be correct, brother. Yes, sir. Right. That's special.
0: Come on, man. That's special. Come on, man. If they don't say something, you <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So you got into theater. That's that's dope to hear that. that all those things kind of happened in the same like formidable parts of your life to the point where they kind of blossomed the, the MC that you are, like you said, when you started spitting, now it's like, okay, how do I almost like, how do I create the movie? How do I give you the picture? How do I illustrate what's going on up here? Yep. That's fire. And, and that is how I see you as an MC. Very, very visible, uh, visible, visual. That's the word visual right i got you yeah that's fire all right so so we start there and i know you said you know you guys moved around a a lot you as an army brat now how and when did the transition come from east st louis to being in los angeles what did that look like
1: um that was when i was uh 18 19 somewhere around in there um you know out of high school, uh, took a year, did a little, did a little college, did a little,
0: uh, uh, a little studying, uh, <laughs> little, little uh, college, just a little, yeah, little college, little, little study, little, you know, uh, little, 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 know, a little by drive by,
1: little stop by, college, you know what they was talking about, <laughs> a little BP real quick. Um, <laughs> but I knew what my passion was, and I yeah. knew uh, that I had to go get it. So I moved out to L.A. and uh, got on it, man. I got, I got on that hustle immediately. Yeah. Um, with the connections that I, that I had built and a lot of them that I thought I had built and realized that LA is a whole different being. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I still had built enough connections to, in order to be able to, to get going and then just, just learn the scene and getting where, and whatever door I can get in to study, uh, how, how the industry worked, but still do it on my terms,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, uh, which, uh, which college did you go to? SIUE. S I U N I, S I U E. So yeah, S-I-U-E. I was gonna,
1: yeah, Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. Uh Okay, not Carbondale. You know, Carbondale was the party school. All right. Uh, right. <laughs> if I went to Carbondale for a quick second, I
0: might not have. I you might, might have not have got a it out of You must have. <laughs> might have made it out. <laughs> so, so what I really want to hear because I know a lot of us uh creatives, we, we, it's weird when you're coming out of uh, high school, going into college, you know, starting to try to figure out yourself as an adult, you have your thought of like what I can do, Mm -hmm. what I want to bring to this world, but you're still so young. And the people that have, you know, uh, you know, the elders above you Mm -hmm. who have more of a vision, they're telling you what you need to do. They're telling you what, what this is, what you, this is the direction you need to go. I I hear you. I hear you with your hippity. I hear you (laughs) back there. I hear you back there, hippity hopping. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, now, that's this real. what you need to do, right? That's real. So, so by the time you get to college, I want to know what did you try to shrink yourself down to be? Because you have to do that when you go to college. Almost, you got to find yeah. the prerequisites and the. Well, maybe I can be, and well, maybe I can. Yeah. You know, you got to do that whole thing. So, yep. what was yours?
1: Uh, I was going to be architectural engineer.
0: Fine. That, that yeah. I mean that that's yeah, smaller yeah. than that's smaller than you right yeah. i know that that's yeah. smaller than your contribution because i know you know i know you i know what god brought you here to do and what you've already done right but that's a good one that ain't all, yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might
1: i might have still been all right i might yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: have been all right i mean i don't <laughs> you know I don't, i've met a lot of people that were doing very well in a field that offered you know great income yeah. one thing I always say is but so many of them once we get into them real conversations they be like man but I really wish I could have blank yep. Yep. there's always something now yep. rarely do I see somebody like you that's living in their truth that's like man I really wish I could have been that architectural engineer I really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know just just printing them blueprints out I can smell the paper now <laughs> <laughs> ah i missed i missed it i missed it <laughs> messing around with this calling i
1: missed it <laughs>
0: <with> <laughs> yeah man that's real bro that's real That's yes, dope. Sir. okay so so you go to go to college for a quick second little hop skip and a jump you know have mm. some some little time there you didn't make it to to cali um mm. so you you get to cali you say um early 20s late teens you said somewhere in there
1: yeah, it was like right before, right before I turned twenty. Actually,
0: okay. So yeah. is 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 L.A. You know, just complete culture shock to you, or because of things that you've done? It's like ah, eh, it's, it's light work. What nah, is it like?
1: It's, def- it's definitely a culture shock at, at that point, man. It's uh, cause it, it it functions on its own time in its own bubble. The, the L.A. I, I used to say L.A is less a geographical place on a map and more of a mindset mm. because the majority of people going in LA are transplants from some other place to do something. That's so everybody's out there hustling, trying to make it some kind of way, trying to do something and figure yeah. out and navigate. So, so the, the whole perspective is already different. Right. You know, right. Completely. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a culture shock to me, no matter what i thought i knew you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> <But> hey, man. <laughs> uh, all right so now you're here in la yeah. you 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 know you got the shock you know what i'm saying but you're here now you know what i'm saying 10 toes yes, down sir. you feet on the pavement you ready to go yes you sir, have sir. you have this arsenal of talent which was the, the the bullet that you thought would be the one that was gonna win the war though the, the one that's gonna get you in everything else in the door what was the bullet
1: um, at that time, it was actually acting. It was it was acting. Mm. That was that was the one that was the the main reason why I went out there because I had I had done a, two films before I actually moved out there. Oh, fire! Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was I was already SAG after union before I even moved to LA.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and uh, <laughs> and if I had my way, I'd have probably moved out there when I was like fourteen to sixteen. And mom's was like, I don't think so. Now, when you get grown, you do what you want, you do what you gotta <laughs> do. But yeah, no, no, sir. Uh, no, sir. And I'm you glad did, you did. glad me back and let me develop a little bit more yeah. in life, yeah. and then go out there so I can handle what was uh, what was to come. But right. yeah, I thought I thought it would be acting, which in a in a sense, it actually was because that did open the doors uh, for other avenues and the networking and meeting other people mm. is what actually helped me get into the music scene out there and then started, you know, uh, work with other people and whatnot.
0: That's fire. Side note. I just want to, I just want to point out to anybody watching that without prepping, without figuring things out. And I say this about this guy all the time. We be on the same page. Look at his shirt. Look at my shirt. Do you see right? the similarity? Do you see the yes, connection? That's all I'm going to say. Yes, sir. That's all I'm going yes, <laughs> to say is that this was not planned. Nope. Okay, moving on. So acting was was the bullet. Yes. All yes. Right. Tell me about your first audition acting.
1: First audition um, ooh, I don't even remember what it what it was. Um
0: uh, And if you can't remember, then tell me tell me your craziest audition story. Cuz I know actors y'all be <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, crazy audition story. Um, I was in a commercial uh, audition once. Right, mm-hmm. it was for like uh, some kind of I think it was a detergent or something. Something whatever it was. It was like real simple thing. You're supposed to yeah. go in there and and commercial auditions. You never know. Exactly what well, a lot of times you don't have sides. You're just going there and you're reacting to whatever they say. I say, okay, it's going to be this over here. Look over there and say, hey, do that, right? So, so I'm in there. So I'm in there, and 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 I'm in there with uh um uh, some people that's supposed to be, I guess, family. I have no idea. There's yeah. no sides. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. And so and so they say, okay, well, now now it's hot. It's hot in here. And 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 let me see what what you do when you're hot. And so. <laughs> So, it sounds so, this so guy,
0: weird.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. So this guy is next to me, yeah. right? First, first he leans on me. He's like, "Man, man, oh, oh, man, it's hot in here, right?" And so he leans on me, and as he's leaning on me, he starts taking his shirt off. I'm like, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't know what this, what this got to do with this commercial, but okay, I, I get it. You hot, you got it." And so like he's... but the thing is, they're not telling him to stop, right? Yeah. So he, so he, he, he first he gets the shirt off, right? So he down, yeah. he ain't got no tank top on, so he down, just bare chest yep, out. Yeah. Right. They yep. like, oh man, oh man. And he like kind of pauses, right? Dumb. To
0: see if they're gonna stop him. They don't stop him. They ain't gonna stop so him. You know they, he will, he does. they want you to go as far because they can always bring it back. They can always bring it they back. They always bring it back. They want it how far? Keep going. Uh-huh. Right. It's hot.
1: <laughs> exactly. it's hot, right. it's hot. so so he gets down he gets to he gets to pulling his joints off right yeah yeah and now he down he got he got him halfway down he he in his underwear no shirt and it was like okay this is very good thank you thank you that's a, that's enough that's, that's enough. crazy but but the but the fact is i think they wanted to see if he was going to do it so they could maybe have some inside jokes later on i have no idea and but, I, bet they didn't uh, I, I, I don't know whatever happened to that commercial and uh I've never seen a commercial that had any of that on it so I have no idea bro.
0: I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know he wasn't in it. I know right. he wasn't in it. <laughs> that that wasn't even a real audition for a commercial. That was that was some... <laughs> somebody that rented a room and, and put a right. camera so oh, the hey, production stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I that world I feel like nobody knows auditions like uh actors and dancers. Yes. Actors and dancers. I came to LA. My bullet was dancing. My bullet was yeah. dancing. Yeah. And so me and my homeboy Richard, shout out to Richard, who's Lady Gaga's uh lead choreographer. That's my mm-hmm. guy. Um we came out here dancing, like ready to take over the world. You know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. This is during the during the Aaliyah, uh the Aaliyah era, right? Yeah. So we got one in a million dancing, you know, we we on that time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and we out here doing auditions. I will never forget the craziest audition I was at. <clears throat> First off, as you know, these cattle calls be lines around the corner. If you ain't never been to an a audition in L.A., oh, pack a lunch, and I mean that literally, pack <laughs> yeah. a lunch. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so after, you know, three, four hours, I finally make it in. I'm in the dance studio. I get called up. No, before I get called up I'm kind of lined up against the wall with other dancers. Right. Uh-huh. And they're kind of calling us up in groups of like five or six, something like that. It might be like 30 of us on the wall, still like 400 of us outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're going in, in groups. And so as they go in groups, they have choreography right that we all are supposed to know which we know mm-hmm. and then they have a portion where then they want you to just freestyle we just want to see what y'all got bet right i got no, no. problem doing it. that's what i do i yes, came exactly. out here on that you know, what what you're, you know who you're talking to okay he's busy <laughs> so so every time they do that you know everybody does the choreography cool then it goes to the freestyle and everybody does that little style of freestyling all good no nothing dramatic Everybody just showing their skills. Some people you can tell are more fluid, more comfortable than others. And you know, you got the people judging is just kind of sitting there. Probably can't dance a lick, right? <laughs> Let's talk about that. But <laughs> but you know, they they judging everybody else, right? Just yeah, you know, doing that thing. Okay, I finally get up there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Y'all y'all got the wrong one. <laughs> I'm ready. Mm-hmm. It starts. They uh they they say start start the choreography. The guy next to me does not start choreography. What he proceeds to do is standing backflips. <laughs> Bro, he does standing backflips the whole time. He doesn't do one dance move. He literally oh. stands there, whew, bah, whew, bah. Bah! Over and over and over. <laughs> okay, so, Bro. so first off, I'm gonna be honest. Kind of hard to freestyle when someone's doing it, right? It's kind of yeah. hard to get your bearings. You're like, it I don't really bad. know what to do next to this, right? Yeah. And you and now you're glancing out at the these judges, and everybody is sitting there like this. <laughs> they ain't looking at nobody else. Nobody else is. That's it. The whole time yeah. I'm dancing, I'm over there. Oh, clueless, no. lost. Do you know when that video came out? He was in that bad boy, backflipping. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Dude, from yeah. that 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 showed me so much. He knew. Yeah. He knew the game. He understood. He was like, it's only so many dancers they're gonna take. It's only so many. There are. Three thousand dancers, yeah, that are auditioning for this. They yeah. want four, like, but ain't nobody doing this. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. ain't nobody doing this, bro.
1: And they can watch nothing else. That's all they. That's all they saw. They's like, man, I, we can't look away. It's like a
0: like an accident. He hypnotized them, and boom, he, he hypnotized learned. them, bro. And I kid you not, that same guy, he's mm-hmm. also in You Got Served. Oh, really? I didn't go to that audition, but you know what I bet he did? <laughs> <laughs> he was in You Got Served. Crazy.
1: <laughs> yes, Crazy. Man,
0: that man knew the game. Yo, he was he was smart. He taught yes, me a sir. lot. He taught me a lot. And a lot of us don't learn that, especially us from smaller cities. It's like we're we're brought up to be very like humble. Yeah. you know very modest we don't we don't really have like what harlem has you know what i'm saying they kind of get right. brought up with a certain energy like they yeah. they it like they you know even if they not right yeah in certain areas they get brought up different ways and in the small towns that you, you ain't brought up like that you know you you around your granny a lot you're around people that that want you to be, be respectful. You know what I'm saying? Be humble, you know, listen first, speak later, which is, which are all great attributes to have until you get to LA and all that is your biggest hindrance. Yes, sir. Your inability to to get that off of you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, 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 that small town, um, core of modesty and, um, Humility and, you know, not really being all braggadocious. Like, how did that affect you? Or did you even notice it affecting you once you got into L.A.?
1: Yeah, it's um, because I'm actually naturally introverted. Mm. But introvert gets you no food in L.A. That's a fact. So I had to become an extroverted introvert. Right. Mm. I had to learn how to how to how to just come out that shell and you know, and, and mingle or, or whatever the case may uh, um, may be, to where I'm noticeable. So right. basically, I just had to become noticeable. I had to learn my route to become noticeable.
0: Right, right. And
1: uh, uh, but you know, it 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 it's still what I still never wanted to do was sh- shy away from that humility and respect that yeah. I learned. Right from being in a small town, so I, I so I had to learn that balance and act, uh, which I think I think I did I think I did pretty well um, to to maintain that respect and humility, but still uh, step out there and say Hey, 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 you gonna look at me?
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: I need to be you know need to be seen. So yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it takes some time to get that. It takes That's some time right. to kind of break through that cocoon, so to say, because it's like that, especially at an earlier age, you haven't really got your legs as an adult you haven't really got that like what i believe i'm gonna stand right. on that you kind of got right. like the what i believe you got what my mom and dad say you know my grandpa say you know my my sister my brother you know you kind of got right. this like collage of yourself that is yeah. presented from inside and out and you're trying to kind of deal with all of it at one time and then you kind of yep. break through one moment you're like all right hold on hold on hold yep. on. you know one of my closest friends his name is uh uh, Nitro, he's from Brooklyn. He's a producer, used to work with like Shanice and New Kids on the Block and the Isley Brothers, you know, other people, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he told me something like he, when he first met me and I rapped for him, he was like, mm. like, he, he didn't, he wasn't rocking with me. He was just like, I mean, you, I could tell you, you got something, but I don't feel like you there yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the reason why was because being from New York, he likes storytellers. And at the time, I wasn't really storytelling. I was more like battle rap, almost. You know what I mean? Because it was like high school. You know, you just rapping. You know what I'm saying? um And so, anyway, long story short, I got to a certain point in my you know journey as an artist where he heard me one day, and he said, "I'll never forget this because it 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 meant a lot to hear this." And, and a lot, I think a lot of us need to when we reach a certain level. He was like. If you ever find yourself in the room with Timberland or with um, uh, Just Blaze or or you know any of the the top-notch Dr. Dre, any of the top-notch producers, right? Don't ever look at them like they doing you a favor. You are good enough. You deserve to be right there with them. Better know it. You deserve to be their peer. And I was like, whoa. Whoa, because mm-hmm. you know we don't. It's it, it it's hard. It's hard to. I've left. Yeah. I've left parties and had moments that I look back on. And I was like, dang, I wish I was able to talk about myself
1: mm-hmm. a different
0: way. Like, like I could tell that person was peering into me. Like, hey, so you know, yeah. you see yourself. You know what I mean? And I'm and I'm still kind of like, I mean, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. You know, I'm still in that like, yeah, 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 that, yeah. that space. And and I do feel like. You know, like like uh, Eminem said, you know, lose yourself in the moment. You only get one chance, and I some a lot of those moments yeah. I do feel like I missed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I feel like I missed them. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I missed
1: them. Stay um, on that, but I've, I've definitely had a few of those myself. Like ah, damn, this humility.
0: <laughs> well, you
1: know, you know, I just you know, I just be you know, just be chilling. You know, I just I'm you know, just trying to do my thing. Out here. You know, you know I'm not no, you. Know.
0: They ain't gonna get it, bro. They ain't gonna get Not it. ain't gonna get it. And then, and then you know, another thing. I, I don't know if this happens to you as well. Is like, especially when you are like fully confident about what you do, you you kind of have this to uh, for me. I'm gonna speak up for, for myself. I feel mm-hmm. like I also had this 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 error that I made in assuming that my talent mm-hmm. would do all the talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to brag. I don't have to, I don't even have to put out as much work as everybody. Like, yeah, you over Mm -hmm. here in Santa Monica with your stack of CDs. Right. You got this your 80th mixtape this week. Cool. You know, cool. I ain't gotta do that. Like, like I'm actually (laughs) Yeah. Can you talk to Nitro? Like he kind of knows. Like, kind of him. (laughs) (laughs) And so you you start thinking like. When, the the moment they hear they gonna know right and and you you don't know at the time that la um la play callers mm-hmm. shot callers if you will don't care nothing about your talent at all they they don't care and so yeah when you did your thing they were really sitting there like wow all right, next because yep. <laughs> that's it, that's it, that's it. They yeah, do see it anyway. Uh, <laughs> y'all hungry, y'all ready? Exactly, where's the backflip guy? He was uh, <laughs> the backflip guy. Back guy back there. <laughs> now, that guy was entertaining. Like, <laughs> I, can, that's real. I can make some money off him. That is real, man. That's
1: that's because they, they're, they're looking at the the product, they're looking at the, the confidence, and they're looking at how can they turn this product into a profit and how long can they t- have this product be a profit? yeah how long can it be profitable for them? yeah uh, and a lot of times they don't care about the talent they're like ah right, we can we can make we've made so many people with way less talent oh, yeah. profitable because we saw the profit in that as in them as a product yeah so right, yeah they, right. they can care less about about that talent now if you got talent and, you they can see you as being profitable. Oh, yeah. that's cream on the cake. That's it. That's icing that's
0: on the it. cake right there. Yeah. That's it. And the sad thing about about a lot of us is like we don't we don't realize that until later on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't you, you, unless you you know you're blessed to have the right um, the the right what's the word I'm looking for um, mentor. Yes. The right mentor that can pass down that type of information that you need to hear. That you need to empower yourself with because without it, your 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 personal presentation is gonna get in the way of your business presentation,
1: and you will forget
0: that this is business. Yeah, this is business, this ain't nothing else. Nope. And you know, all right, all right, on to on to the next. All right, so we got you here. Um uh, you know, it's a culture shock, you know. You do see it, you know, you deal with, with things, uh going to auditions now at a certain point you say um the 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 acting world kind of helped you with the networking to kind of get into music yeah and now music is where where was that for you right like that's kind of where you i guess i should ask ultimately if you could pick one of your bullets that would be the golden one not the one that got you in, so to say, but definitely the one that you wanted to kind of carry you, you wanted the most longevity with, Mm. which one would that have been?
1: Um, At that time, it definitely would have been music. Um, uh, Because music is, that's me. That's my, that's, I have control of that. Mm. Um, What I say, how I say it, what my imagery is, what, what my thought process, it's, you know, it's from the inside out. So, but you know, in with acting, that's from the outside in. Let it marinate, and then yeah. you recreate from the inside out what you perceive what you're doing to be to make right. it real you. But, yeah. but that, but music, you know, that's whether you know whether you get big, whether you do it by yourself, whether nobody ever hears it, you do
0: it because it's you. It's you. Yeah, it's yep. your representation. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so now going into music. Um, you know what's your what's your first what's your first LA gig? First one, what what was? How did it go? Oh, that's what I really want to know. How did it? Uh,
1: I don't even remember my 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 first. Man, it was this dude. Man, things
0: move so fast Uh, at that time. I see. I see you did a lot of washing out your first. I'm I'm (laughs) going to. I'm going to assume. Your first just must not have been that great. You're like, I don't fact, nah, really I, was just, of like, I have a feeling you do remember. And you just saying like, I, you know what?
1: Mm. I don't actually, because, <laughs> but, and the reason why is because it's like my first, second, third, fourth, fifth came like this. Ah, so, it was, okay. it, so it was all in one blur, one f- flow of things.
0: Gotcha. Right. Gotcha.
1: Um, so I, I have no idea what my, what my first, uh, music gig was out there, man.
0: I, so so in that opening blur, would you say that overall, it gave you a surge of confidence, or did yes. it like go, oh, 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 okay, I got some work to do. Nah, it definitely gave
1: me a surge of confidence, because things were coming seemingly so easy and so fast hmm. um, that I actually didn't quite appreciate the opportunities that I was, that I was getting, like I appreciated the opportunities, but I didn't, I didn't realize the value of how hard it was for the most part for people to get these opportunities.
0: Got you. Because it
1: seems like they would just like fall in my lap. It was like I would just meet the right person and do the right thing at the right time, and boom. So then they introduce me like, "Yo, he's dope. He's da 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 da. He got these confidence and some about him. I like him. Jack, you should check him out. You should hire him." And hey, yo, I know y'all got a new artist. Y'all y'all need somebody to, to write this. They they got the, like, right to like write the look, but they ain't got the right to write the lyrics. Boom boom, boom. Mm. So like all of these things would just happen and boom 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 at the same time that that uh that acting was was happening so it was like it was just so much happening at an early age and like at the age of 20 and it was you just like i'm going, yeah i was, I was like oh, this, this 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 good money right i'm, <laughs> I'm out of here
0: good you know you yeah. you sound like uh like little baby little little baby's um uh, early early goings-ons in the in the industry sounded like that he was like yeah yeah you know like i just wrote he was on like his second or third song like it wasn't even and yep. then everything he just wrote is like oh yeah it just worked and and yeah. i sent that in and they used that and and then yeah. I just, it's, just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right it's yeah. like it's like please don't say that to any struggling starving yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time because they just sitting there listening like uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh uh mm-hmm. just work okay <laughs> uh, oh yes oh just just, just two songs cool, okay. cool. okay okay right. <laughs> yeah. nah,
1: nah, it's cool I mean you do your thing you do your thing
0: but <laughs> but you, you know, know but when it's, that, when it's for me it's for me you know whatever that's where that's where you get real spiritual at that moment <laughs> you know my time is coming you know, I'm just you know hey I ain't trying to, you, know, oh, you, Luda, you might Luda, run down Luda, and get one. Luda. I'm going to walk down and get them all, like Luda said. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I'm happy for you, though. I am. I am. Oh, Keep doing oh, your thing. No. <laughs>
1: that's real. Oh, that's so real. That's so real. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, you, you will drop, though. There's, yeah. It, don't yeah, stay it yeah. does not stay there. It does not. No, sir. All
0: right. So, so, all this happens prior to me even knowing your existence. And somewhere after your trail has already been blazed, you've been on the big screen, you done put out music, you done did all the stuff that you've done, we meet. We meet through a friend. We we meet because they go, hey, he's from St. Louis too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That That's was it. <laughs> that, was that, that remind me of um of a Chris Rock joke where he was like, Oh man, what did he say? I think it was sports. I can't remember what it was, but he's like talking about like uh, married men and yeah. how you know the, the the wives just put them together in a room and expect them just to be friends. Like, hey, <laughs> talk to him. He likes sports too. Like, oh, you like sports? I like sports. Oh, okay, we like. Sports. <laughs> it's like it's like we were at a party. I never forget that we were at a party, and it's like, come here, come here, come here. He's oh. from St. Louis too. It's almost like and go. <laughs> That's real, bro. That's so real. I mean, but ironically, Uh-oh. shout out to them, it yes. did work. Like, it did work. It worked. There, there like, you go. But like we still here and they ain't. So it's like. Yeah, exactly. So yep. clearly, clearly yep. the St. Louis thing kind of did its thing. Yeah. All right. So then we, we meet and over the course of understanding, you know, what each other does as an MC and even uh, even rocking the stage together. Um, I've had you featured at the Whiskey a Go Go and on Sunset in Hollywood. Yeah. Then we form CNE.
1: Yes,
0: sir. CNE. Some of the most fire music that no one has really Isn't got a true? chance to get their hands on, except for the people closest to us. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is true. This is so, very true.
0: so prior to that point, had you ever? Worked with another artist? Had you ever had another group? Did you ever do anything as a team uh when it came to hip hop?
1: Not in that capacity, bro. Not in that capacity. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, you worked with plenty of artists, but not as not as any of where I was like, you know what? This this is this is something special where I I wanna represent what they represent and we you know, we represent mm. this, 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 this art form together as a collective like that's that's a rare uh it's super rare for me i think you're the only one you're the only one that I, I said you know what that's <laughs> and, and once again you're the only one that's been on my fire flow friday so there you go
0: there hey, it is. hey 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 i ain't going to say nothing else just yes, hey yeah. um <laughs> all right so so you know i guess secret to the world we, we are going to work on the C&E project. Um, you know, life has happened. You know what I'm saying? Like for anybody yes, that, that knows us, they know life has happened for anybody that doesn't, that might be just, you know, tapping in for the first time today, first off, welcome. But second, you know, we got families now. Yes, sir. He's a, he's a family man. Now you've, yes, you've sir. grown and elevated through the life, through the, the ranks of, of, of being an actor and, being an artist and and balancing those things as you you know pursue business and entrepreneurship, we, the list goes on. Yes, sir. and then one day you are looking into the eyes of your first child. Yeah,
1: yes, sir. Let's
0: yes, talk about sir. let's talk about Maverick, man. I see the smile. You see the smile. Y'all, did y'all see the smile change when I brought that up? <laughs> Come on, come on! Yeah,
1: man, that's that's a that's was, that was a dream come true right there,
0: bro. Yeah, uh, the
1: prince, the prince, prince, Maverick, man, uh, prince man, he just just finding out that uh, my lady was pregnant. With me, I, 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 I I I I didn't know what to do, man. I I, I had I had prayed for that, um, and I was told the you know universe spoke to me. God said, hey, man. It's coming it's coming I'm telling you yeah and when he and when when he comes you're gonna be prepared whether you think you're prepared or not mm. right yeah and yeah. and so as soon as soon as he was born man I looked right in his eyes and he, he was looking, right? And you know, I, you know <laughs> sometimes, you know, babies just have, you know, blank staring, they look looking yeah. off. But he was looking at you. He was like, Yeah, I see you looking at me. I'm looking right, at you. All right. right. Uh huh. Uh huh. You and we me, we don't do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew he was special from then. I, I said, I said, I said, this boy's smart. This guy, mm. he might be a genius. And I know he's smarter than me. And guess mm. what? He's smarter than me.
0: Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. And so, hold on real quick to the chat. Uh, my man, Master Sheldon, who I call Kung Fu Sheldon. I didn't even see him in the chat. My apologies, homie. Thank you for watching. He says that he didn't even know. He said he's never heard of the story. I think he's talking about with us. He said, nor the music. Oh. So, so that's another person that's very close to us mm-hmm. that still has not heard the C&E project. Yeah. I mean, let me, let me say it this way. We haven't really finished the CNE and e project. We have some CNE songs, right. you know. We did a we did a show, you know. We've had C and e performances, yes, sir. Um, but we definitely have more work to do. He also said, "Preach, talent is not enough, man." Later on, let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, Master Sheldon, and advance. When I heard that line, that hard work will beat talent if talent doesn't work hard. Boy, that was like 70 swords to the heart. I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared. I was like, oh no, that's me. Like, what have I been the doing? Time. And because, because I'll be honest, I feel like I even shunned people that were working so hard, but they was not good. I'm like, dude, why are you mm-hmm. out here selling these CDs? You, you're not, it's not good, man. You're wasting your time, bro. Just, 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 just let it go. On. Give it up. Come on, you approaching me mm-hmm. with a forty-eight song mixtape. I'm like, Bruh. yeah. yeah. Uh, I man, I got man. two songs half mastered, and, and they, <laughs> they they kind of all sound they they kind of killing the whole thing, man. I'm just <laughs> I'm just keeping it. Get, but at the end of the day, he was better. Yeah, he was right. Yep, because he was out there working it, and the hard work hard work wins. I feel like the reason our radio station sound the way it sounds the way it sounds right now. And this is no knock to it because I have embraced it as hip hop. I was just talking about this with master Sheldon, how it's at least it's honest. Mm-hmm. And and the core of hip hop has always been uh, honesty to your own truth, mm-hmm. whether it be how you dress, how you dance, your the, the way that you want to DJ, the way you rap, like what we bring to it has always been, this is my honesty. So even drill rap in so many words, that's their honesty. So I do embrace it as hip hop, but I do think Mm -hmm. that a reason that the um, radio sounds the way that it sounds is because they worked a little harder. I think Mm -hmm. that you have the the lyricists that were so focused on getting the right words and the right this and making Mm -hmm. sure that all punch with that and that connects and this, that, and that. And they was over there like, yeah, okay, cool. Put that out. Another beat. Another yeah. beat, six songs yeah. in a night. Another one, another yeah. one.
1: Yeah, And
0: I think, I think that one. I think they shout out to Nip. I think they won the marathon. Yeah. Well, while,
1: while you got answer. your little half a song, that's taking you uh, four months to do, they didn't put out twelve albums. Right. They ain't got to be good. Right. That, that, but they got product.
0: Now, and imagine that. Now, looking at it from a business standpoint, I got this artist that already has twelve albums done. Hmm. Like, maybe I have my engineers go in and kind of rework the mix and the master to get it popping. I have some people come and handle the the artwork so it's it's a little more fresh. But the albums are done, and they're out. Then I got this guy who I don't really know rap like that, but I can tell this is way better quality. Mm -hmm. But he he said he has, like, four songs, (laughs) but two he's still trying to get the right singer for the hook. So I guess two songs. And whew, so we got to start from the beginning with him.
1: Come on. Which one you going to go with? Yo. It's a business. Yeah. Which one business. you going to go with?
0: Exactly. Kung Fu Sheldon yeah. said that Kung Fu means hard work. Yeah, I see. Wow. There you go. There you go. Wow. I, I did not know that. That's crazy. Kung see Fu that? means hard work. All right, so all right, so we, we we talked about music. So now we are into Mav. So Prince Mav yeah. is is as you feel, he's like smarter than you, which that, that's what they supposed be, right? they're supposed to be, right? They
1: supposed to be, yes, they're sir. supposed to
0: be. I look at I look at my son, I feel the same way, like his level of charisma. I'm like, Yes. Well, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? Um, do you struggle as a father trying to figure out your current status in in your dreams and goals but also wanting to start with him and getting his early start to reach whatever he might want to reach one day
1: yeah sometimes i do have those um those moments where you just trying to figure out how do i how do i balance this how do i what part of me do I sit down for a second while I nurture this? And yeah. and if I and if I and if I do this for myself, am I taken away from his moment? Mm. Am I am, am I dulling him in a way where if I'd have given him this time or this energy, then he would really be here? But then if I do that, do I have to sit down again? And is it over for me? Like so? You so you, you uh, constantly in that in that in that tug of war battle and trying to find that balance, uh, but. But yeah, I mean I, I I think I think I think we found it. I think um and and I can't say we found it because it's all, all ongoing.
0: Yeah. Every yeah.
1: phase, every day, every new uh new challenge or whatever. But uh I think I think we found a good process that gotcha. works for us to where I, I can nurture him and he can excel, which he does so amazingly. Mm-hmm. And I can still do my thing and excel and we both be all right. We be good. We I be like good. it.
0: Yeah, I like it. And so, how old is he right now? He's five. He's about to be six in November. Yeah. Six in November. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so he's at a a good age where he's definitely starting, has already shown you his interests. Yeah. Things that make his eyes light up, right? Yeah. So, So, if you had to, you know, if you had to piece together what his future looks like, what do you see him being?
1: Uh, An athletic architectural engineer. (laughs) I kid you not, though. I kid you not, bro. Hey, man. Hey, the the things that he creates and builds is mind blowing. Wow. Like, whether, whether it's with Lego, like, he built an overpass with Legos right with he had the cars he had the overpass he had the highway he had the divider Dude, was, i mean it was intricate Crazy. it Crazy. was intricate without yeah. without even seeing anything or going off anything visual he's like ah, i just thought about it That just i just thought it was cool you like it daddy i'm like yeah i like it i'm, I'm, I'm like and 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 the the greatest part is it's structurally sound yeah. and it's the right perspective and like you could take that and blow that up uh um as a as a as a uh, a one to ten ratio and you will probably be right on point like it's 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 he's that amazing with that so wow yeah yeah and then he's just nat- naturally athletic man like baseball he's a monster out there wow so, yeah yeah brother
0: <laughs> you know what what's I obviously the first thing that stands out maybe to the the people listening as well is that you said if you didn't rap, you probably would be an architectural engineer. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and then at five or whatever age he did it, your son is over here building new infrastructure for the freeway system. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Have you have you noticed anything like that as well, where it's like, like not, you know, you kind of assume that big picture things your kid will do like you, whether it's like how they look or maybe how they walk or, you know, little mm-hmm. things like that. But have you seen like some small, tiny little thing that you might not even notice that you did, but you see in him already. is like, how did, how did that get passed down? How did that little thing get passed down?
1: Uh, a lot of, a lot of little things, I guess, that, that surprise me from time to time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i tell you one thing that I that he does have that we work on that I had to grow into, mm. and that's controlling his passion. Right?
0: Mm.
1: You may see it as a temper.
0: It's <laughs> <but his> passion.
1: <laughs> We're gonna go with passion. So uh <laughs> so so controlling I get it, his, I get it
0: now. Control it. You the, know what I'm saying?
1: So he 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 reacts in in the in certain ways that I reacted that um that I didn't expect him to react in those ways, and and the the the, the part that's the um, the the what makes it so whoa is because he uses this yeah. to infuse into it, so it's hard for you to, to debate it. No matter how uh, wrong it is, it's hard for you to debate it because he didn't put. Into it, you gotta be like, "I'll be back." Give me a second. Let me. I gotta think on this for a second. But we gonna, yeah, we gonna, yeah, cause like that's and that's that's what makes it scary. So yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I um, there was a time. I I, I guess he probably still does it, but there was a time that I think my wife took a picture, and I was sitting back in my chair on the couch watching TV, and I had my right hand behind my head and yeah. my son was next to me watching tv with his right hand behind his head <laughs> he hadn't looked at me it was just instinctively that's just yeah. that was comfortable to him and i'm like how did uh-huh. that get passed down like huh yeah <laughs> how you that, those that? little
1: idiosyncrasies bro that's yeah that's crazy like those little things that's right. crazy.
0: Bro. right I see, uh, I see Mama Wolf said these kids are too smart, too smart to argue with. Man, hey, ain't that the truth?
1: You never mind about the that.
0: Truth. Yeah, we be having some sometimes I'm listening, and 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 it's either one of two things, either they're too smart sometimes, and sometimes they're too funny. Because sometimes you be sitting there trying to tell them, like, look, and then they say something, You would be like, did, Oh, let me hold not that, that in. hold that in. I can't let you see it. Mm-hmm. Can't let you see that smile. I got to keep that daddy face right now. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> they be looking for it too. Uh huh. Right, you, like,
0: like you be like, uh, go on, go on upstairs, go upstairs real quick. Upstairs. I'll, I'll be up there. I'll be up there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because
1: they know they got you too. They know they got you.
0: Yeah, right. man. These, these kids are smart. We talk about that a lot. It's like, we all know that they're going to be smarter than the last generation because the amount yeah. of information that they get in a short amount of time on a daily basis <clears it just throat> far exceeds anything that hum- mankind has ever known. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. And then another thing that, I mean, yours is five, and your your number two is two? One. She's just one. One. <laughs> one. All right, so you got two. You got the pair, the boy and the girl, and yes, they're sir. four years apart. So, yeah, you will see this you will see that when she's three and four, she'll be further along than he was at three and four, not just because she's a girl and they say girls mature faster, but also because he'll, she'll be three, four. He'll be, uh, what's that? Eight, nine. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, well, no, seven, eight. (coughs) And so she's going to have seven, eight year old toys around. Mm -hmm. He plays with five-year-old toys. Mm-hmm. When he was two, he played with two-year-old toys. When yeah. she's two, she's gonna play with two-year-old and six-year-old toys. Yeah. <laughs> so she's gonna get it even faster.
1: True that. True even that. Even
0: faster. Crazy yeah. how that. How <sighs> crazy how it works. Okay, yeah, so sir. fatherhood ha- looks like it's been good to you, brother.
1: Yes, it has. Yes, sir.
0: fatherhood I- looks like it's been good to you. Yeah, I, I know. I've known you from. Uh, a single man in Los Angeles, all the way to being a father. Now moved your family to Chicago to be closer to the family, and yes, so sir. I must ask: Chicago, man, we just visited Chicago. Saw you while I was there. Of course. Took the wives out. We all hung out, had a great time, as yes, should. Sir. And I meant to ask: You've lived in Los Angeles, St. Louis, Atlanta and now chicago yes sir (laughs) there's a lot of differences in the black folks in them areas in the cultures of those areas yeah what kind of things stand out to you as like some of the top differences when you've moved either from la to chicago or from atlanta to chicago or even similarities and out of all those places like what 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 peaks as far as like where you which one did you like the most
1: Hmm, which one I like most? I don't know. I uh, uh, think about that. Okay. But the um, but Atlanta. What's great about Atlanta is it's it's the black mecca, right? It's the it's, it's, it's the, the 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 black entertainment mecca, right? right? Right. Um, and part of how they became so great at what they do which is a hustle, a certain hustle mentality of we're going to get it. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm just going to do it Hmm. and I'm going to get these things done was kind of due in part to LA and New York because LA and New York were the big wigs. We, you know, we, the big bosses over here and and y'all go ahead with that little stuff. Y'all go ahead with that little stuff.
0: They're
1: like, yeah, but you know, we trying to get in and we trying to do our thing too. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, but yeah. You ain't got no training. You ain't good enough. You ain't got the stuff. Mm, yeah. So what were they supposed to
0: do? Yeah. They said,
1: "Okay, well we are gonna do it anyway." Right. And, and then, so and that that then mentality- hold on, hold on. Yeah. Then
0: somebody, then somebody oh. gets on stage one day, and says, "Hey, yo, the South got something, got something to, say. to
1: say." that's right. <laughs> that's right. The South got something to say, and he meant that. He meant he to. meant that. Um, and so that 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 okay, we are gonna do it our, ourselves mentality is what birth. So many entrepreneurs out there in all walks of life. It doesn't matter whether right. it's entertainment, whether it's business, whether it's, you know you're talking about corporate. It's it does not matter. Yeah, it's it's the black entrepreneur mecca in wow. Atlanta. Yeah, and wow. so that mentality is, uh, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta do that. Shout out uh, to Atlanta. Salute him on that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but um, Chicago is more what can I say Chicago is like a a large small town hmm. right it's a large city yeah but it's a small town the way the way it works as far as the mentality
0: interesting. goes interesting
1: you know uh uh it's just a it's it's basically a lot of people yeah who have the same mentality of moving. Of how, they, of how they move and how their habits are. It's just more of them.
0: And so then if you had to look at the two, which of those mentalities breeds greater togetherness as, as a community? Because you have one that's looking at the rest of the world like, oh, y'all not accepting us? Okay, we're going to do it ourselves. But you know, through the process of being an entrepreneur, it, mm. it does beget a lot of trust in myself. Even though I got to trust my team, but you, right. you start looking inward a lot. And then you're also talking about Um, It being more of a small city uh, or a small town kind of energy out there as far as the way that people look at certain things in Chi-Town, you know, that can breed a certain amount of like togetherness. So which one would you say as a community feel, feels a little more together?
1: Probably Chicago.
0: Chi-Town. Yeah. Chicago for the win.
1: Chicago, I think Chicago has that because Chicago still, even though it's a large city, is still a a home place where people grew up,
0: hmm, uh, like
1: yeah. as, as as a large percentage. You, this, this people gotcha. grew up here, whether they left or came back, they still it's still that kind I of gotcha. situation. Yeah, where Atlanta yeah. is like a small. Um, Los Angeles. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's Trans- plenty of people right. from Atlanta and the outskirts of Atlanta, but there's so many people from other places
0: yeah. there, you yeah. know? Okay, yeah. Chicago. I see you, Chicago. And you yeah. know, Chicago has birthed some of the greatest in hip-hop history. Yes, some sir. of the legends. Yes, from, sir. from Twister. Yes, sir. To Common. Yep. To Kanye. Yep. To Lupe. Yep. I mean, the list goes on. They got hitters. Right? Yes, it came out yes, so uh hip-hop and chicago uh, hand in hand you, you know it's like 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 the bronx and hip-hop you know what i'm saying like you gotta yep. speak about chicago nowadays if you're gonna talk about the rap culture um yeah. <laughs> Mom wolf said "Kanye was Kanye crazy i get it i get it i understand we ain't, gonna, we ain't gonna start a Kanye conversation. I already know what that's gonna go, but I, I did want to say, thinking about legends and hip hop, that hip hop just celebrated 50. Yes, years. sir. Did you uh, did you watch the the uh, the the, the concert, the the celebration, the the performances that happened?
1: Uh, well, oh, which one? I've, I've seen a few of them.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah, haven't yeah, like- seen. Well, let me not say that. I saw a tribute to to Busta, and I saw a, yeah. a couple of performances, but not a lot. So tell me about, you know, tell me what I need to go see. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do it that way.
1: Um there was a there was a nice uh old school one at the uh, Essence Fest that I saw, that I, I called that was really good. Um mm. with Dougie Fresh leading that way and you know, so Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew got back together with um uh, uh Slick Rick so you know that's always going to
0: be that always night. always yeah,
1: man and uh, so that was a beautiful moment and you know Hold on him. is that
0: the one that had Lil Vicious? Yeah. No well he had him on both. He had a,
1: at the at the uh BET Awards and at
0: um, Okay, okay. I probably so, I, I don't know which one we saw, but I saw a Lil Vicious performance. Yeah. Um, I just don't know which one it was. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that one, uh, that one was real, was real good. Dope. Um, one that I have not seen that is, it's, it's. I, I would assume it's, it's an ode to the 50 years, which mm. is LL Cool J's tour. He's on the Force tour, right? He had a, a, mm. a tour called Force. And what's so special about this tour is wherever he goes. There are special sets with with the artist, depending on where he's at, right? So so the set may be completely different. Yeah, but it's but it's a but it's a tribute in that space, right? Dope. Dope. So it's not just a set list. And then okay, I got a couple of guests. Come on out. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, a whole show, as though it was it's for them. Right. And, and so that's kind of a uh, an ode to the fifty years of hip hop. And which is a uh, uh uh let me segue to to L and, and and his greatness for yeah. preserving the culture,
0: right? Mm, yeah.
1: The whole Rock the Bells brand, right? Right. That brand preserved that our golden era culture and brought it into this. Period. Because that's, we didn't, no one was really preserving it like that. that KRS-One has the temple of hip-hop, and, and, and now he just, uh, he has the, the um, what's it called? The Alliance, the Hip-Hop Alliance, which yeah. is which is another another, uh, another route so- somewhat similar to that. But the Rock the Bells brand that LL formed, yeah. filled that void to preserve that golden era and bring it to now and, and, and make sure that it doesn't get forgotten, that it's not somewhere off in, in the in the woods somewhere so yeah. now as hip-hop grows and matures we grow and mature as a whole mm. and you can you can you can grab go back and grab this if you want if you yeah. don't you don't have to but it's there
0: it's there it's you there. know
1: and 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 yeah. I gotta I gotta salute him for for, for bringing that space to life because you yeah. know he's one of the pioneers Absolutely. and so he's like that he, he he saw a lot of his his uh uh mentors and idols and 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 all of the grace that he looked up to were didn't get the respect and recognition that they should be getting at yeah. this point in time like anyone else in any other genre would be at, you know uh at that point in their career they would be saluted and celebrated but they weren't getting that so yeah. he made sure to start doing that and then you start to see a lot of different spin-offs from that you know things like like drink Chaps and stuff like that
0: yeah shout out yeah. to ll that's true yes sir. That's true. That was big. That was real big for hip-hop. And he's the one who created the... Who brought
1: the acronym GOAT to the hip-hop culture. That's true. He brought that in. And and that's all we say now. That's all we talk about. That's huge, bro.
0: That's huge. Yes, sir. That's huge. And you know, any time someone brings up LL Cool J, even though we're giving him his props right now, his respect, which I will will always do. Yes, sir. I, I feel like you... If you don't have LL in your top five, trust me, if I if I change the credentials of who gets in your top five, you'll have to put LL in there. And he's yes, definitely ma'am. in your top ten. He better be.
1: Yes. Um, ma'am.
0: but anytime the name LL Cool J is brought up on this channel, the question has to be asked. Who won the battle? LL or Cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> This interview is
1: over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh man! The I so, heard
0: around the world. Yeah. Blah, blah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Lord, and I gotta, put, you, this I, I, I gotta, gotta put, put this it on record. I gotta put this on record. I know, I know what you're about you, to do. you got to I gotta put it on the record. <laughs> um. Don't hit me with Don't hit me with that long winter answer. Where it's like. Well, you know, LL did this, I man. That was dope because of this. So you got to give him. But then cannabis, he brought this, and then at the end, ain't no winner because you just don't. Like, right, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Who won the battle, um, man? I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna say I definitely prefer second round knockout. Mm. Uh, when it comes to to just just eating with the bars, man. Yeah. The second round knockout by cannabis was uh, phenomenal, bro. That was that was top tier, phenomenal. Um, true. However, LL won the war. <laughs> <laughs> so he won the war. He's LL and he would stood, he withstood it. That's, that's all I can say. He won the war.
0: Um, yeah, he won the war. That, yeah. that reminds me of something like me and uh uh Master Sheldon was talking about Kung Fu Sheldon as I call him. We yes, were talking about the difference in battling like like you know, uh un- underground battling, not professionals, but mm underground battling how on the West Coast, we were literally freestyling. Like, everything was off the top. It was talking Mm -hmm. about that and this backpack and that girl over there and the next period that's about to happen it was trying to put it all into there and be the freshest, right? But later we learned on the East Coast they wasn't really off the top like that. Like, Cassidy and them talk about, like, no, they just had raps. right? They just had tons of raps. And whoever... Ran out of raps was usually the one that lost. It wasn't like who was the best. Like both of y'all right. got bars, both of y'all got bars. It was about longevity. Yeah. So yeah. look, look at Freeway and Cass. It's like, yeah. the, the Cass, Cass was winning the battle, but the ultimate death blow was put on a beat. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was yep. Freeway running out like that. yeah yep. What people point to. So, yep. what do you think about? about that, that approach to battling where it's like back in the day, uh, or not approach, but like, which one do you, I guess, uh, look at as, uh, a greater way to approach a battle, like the off the top nature where, you know, it might be good. Sometimes it might be bad. Cause it kind of depends on a lot of factors right. or the pre-written, but it has nothing to do with this moment. It's literally just floss and sauce and we, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh I,
1: I, I, don't know, but that that's contextual. That's contextual, man. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: um, I don't, I don't know if I have a. It, yeah, it, it, that's contextual, and it and it also depends on the artist, because there are some artists who they write for battles, like for like, and it applies to a wide variety of people. So even right. when they're spitting, what's written is right. hitting. Right, it's it's hitting, hitting.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then you got, but then you got people with that special ability that can come off off the head and can light you up, man. That that's a that's a beautiful ability, bro. To to do that, yeah, like that, like that on, on the spot. That's beautiful. So I, I would say it's contextual because because you can have. Somebody horrible in either one going to get somebody that's half decent, and they would look and they would look bad for the point. people who 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 say, "Well, this is better." But then, but then on the flip side, you got somebody then. not. So, yeah, no, I, I would say it's contextual, bro.
0: That's a good point. And now you were in the middle because you went to school in St. Louis. Yes, so you. You guys are in the middle, and at that time, you know, some of the bigger names in hip hop haven't really come out of St. Louis. Just, I mean, yeah, haven't really come out of St. Louis yet right on the on the mainstream so what was the battle scene like there was it more east coast was it more west coast or as far as you know approach and what i just said or did were were they were they battling at all was that not even a thing um it,
1: yeah it was, it, was, it was some battling definitely was some battling um it was more it was more funny east coast right so you take you take that <laughs> so you take that East Coast uh, 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 approach, yeah. But but with the joking mentality, right?
0: Interesting.
1: That 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 Joan and that that Cap and all of that, yeah, right, yeah. That you know that 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 heating heating joke is up. So so you took that approach and you combined it with that that joking manner, and you had some you had some real fire that uh, that Cass was <laughs> was putting out there. I so, like
0: it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well since we've made our rounds all the way back to St. Louis, you put out a documentary recently. Yes sir. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk yes, about sir.
1: it. Um it's called uh Target St. Louis Volume 1 uh written and directed by Damien D. Smith, St. Louis native. Um it's about the 50s and 60s, the government our beautiful government that loves us
0: so much that so we never need to harm so us, much. you know. We, we um, get together sometimes just to talk about <laughs> how much the government loves us. With oh yes, we, we drink milk and eat <laughs> eat warm cookies. It's 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 a pleasure, you know. Bake some <laughs> apple pie, you know.
1: Um, so it's about in the fifties and sixties how they. Conducted these experiments on the Pruitt-Igoe housing in St. Louis, which is anybody um, from that area knows that it's it's an impoverished uh, project housing, hmm. right? Um, and they were testing um, testing tactics during the Cold War with Russia that they wanted to see what would happen if they spray this aerosolized zinc cadmium sulfate on the people unsuspectingly and what would be the long term effects of that, what would be the radiation levels, what would happen would they get cancer, would they die? Would it affect their generations? Even in their reports they were saying we, we want to see what it would do to their generations 40, 50 years from now. Wow. You know? Yeah. It's cold, cold blooded, wow. bro. And and they first tried it in Minneapolis yeah. in um in a white neighborhood, right? And, and they, they said they went they went to all the people and they were like um, the, the, the officials say, OK, we want to conduct these experiments to see uh, how things would would work uh, if we because your city is set up like the cities in the Soviet Union. And that's who we're at war with, so we want to put this blanket of smoke over it to see if we could hide from their bombers and things of that nature, right? So they would put up these these big boxes that shoot down the smoke and 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 all of that stuff and cover the city. But the the residents were like, "No, nah, we ain't having that. You got to get a body." And they and they booted them up. They was tampering with the with all of the boxes and all of the things, and they would you know uh, mess up the vans that came through spraying it. So they had to get a there. It was a failed experiment. Yeah. So then when they came to St. Louis, they said, okay, well, we're going to pick another place that's, li-, and they wanted to do in St. Louis all along anyway. So they was like, okay, let's pick some place in St. Louis where the, building is just, the buildings are kind of similar as far as the height goes, the environment, the uh, ecosystem, uh, everything. And this time, we're not telling anybody anything. We're just right. going to do it. And if they try to battle us and they try to fight us, how can they? They have no money. They're impoverished they're black what are they going to do black
0: what are they right? going to
1: do so then they set up these boxes on the tops of the projects and they and they they uh would blow them down with fans into the neighborhood and they would have these white vans that would come by Blowing this white clouds of smoke all into the neighborhood. And oh. if anybody asked, it was like, Oh, well, we just spraying for pesticides because uh, you know, we want to make sure it's safe for you guys. And then and then uh so then people found out about the experiment and they gave them the same thing. Oh, well, we're putting up smoke screens just in case, you know, uh people would bomb us during war because we're in
0: Who bombing St. Louis? Nobody. Ooh. Who's skipping Nobody. the whole U.S.C.? Pentagon, nah. uh, White House, <laughs> ooh, 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 the Arch? Ooh. Exactly, exactly. Nobody. That's where the Cardinals play. Let's let's get the stadium. <laughs> That's where the Cardinals wow. Play. Yeah, man. Was, wow. It was, it was, and this is was this was, it, and this was a, a government project. Government I mean, I'm project. not. <laughs> if that came across shocking, I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to sound like I was shocked. Because <laughs> exactly, because clearly, uh, you know, our government ha- has had no trouble doing experiments on us. I mean, you go back to even when they were trying to test out um, uh, strands of cocaine, like it's how we got, um, you know, LSD and PCP and all these different versions of cocaine using black men because of their high tolerance yep. To, yep. to see. Let's not go into that. We're going to stay on the documentary and sing yes, right now. I know most people out there had no clue about this. Nope. Like, like that's a shocker. Yeah. I, I would argue that probably people that were in that city during that time had no clue.
1: No idea whatsoever. Nobody knew. this. Uh, people only found out in hindsight when there was research done hmm. on it. That's when that's when people found out after so many people from that area died of illnesses and the majority of cancer. Like my my father was uh, was a child in the um, Pruitt-Igoe housing projects during that time. So he experienced it firsthand. Wow. He passed away of cancer. Uh, um, and And a lot of them passed away younger, like in their 50s. In the '60s, of cancer or or some some uh, respiratory illness and whatnot. And when they when it, what's crazy is when they first conducted the the experiments in the '50s, they they left and they came back in the '60s for a second wave to do second testing. And they were collecting baby teeth. So all of the children whose teeth were falling out, they were collecting them so they could measure the amount of radiation that affected. The different ages and the different oh, it's, 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 oh that's it's, it's sick. Far. And then and then they left and never returned, and they never they never gave them any explanation, of no not. hospitalization, of course nothing. Not. They just yep. left, bounced on them, and 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 left and left the city to die. And I'm and I'm pretty, I'm I'm sure they were still monitoring from afar, oh, unofficially. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, so- I, I, I'm even sure that they probably put millions of dollars behind that project and then didn't even use the stuff. Yeah. Th- that's what would be the craziest thing. They probably didn't even ever use it. Like, ah, we, new technology has come out, and now <laughs> we have this. So let's just yeah. kill that whole thing and they start put so much, this new thing. They put they, they gave millions of dollars to
1: Stanford. Stanford Research, they were the ones who were over over uh, running, running the
0: whole program. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, wow. Stanford Research Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then so the guy, what was his name again? What's the director's name? Damien D. Smith. Damien D. Smith. Okay, Damien, yeah. Damien. So how did Damien come across this information? Do you know? His grandmother. Mm. She was a she
1: was a a child in Pruadigo during that time. And so wow. I think she she came across a news article in a, in, a, in a newspaper, I think. Yeah sent that to him. And then, then she started telling him all the stories about back then. And then he started doing research. He was like, what? Oh no, no, no. Let me check this out. And then he he
0: built, they built the framework from there. And so did, is she in the film? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right. For everybody listening, tell them the name of the film again and where that they, where they can go see it.
1: Uh, it's called Target St. Louis, Volume One. Um, right now, we're actually we're actually uh, discussing some distribution options. Um, but we've been playing at, at a lot of a lot of festivals, and a lot of people have requested it, so we've been doing a lot of private events as well hmm. um, with the um, with the screenings. So but just be on the lookout for it, because right now we're we're, we're dealing with a distribution option. So I'll definitely keep you posted with that.
0: Gotcha. Yes, love sir. it. And so you say it's a Target St. Louis Volume One, which then eludes yes. to a volume two. So the question then becomes Is Volume Two an extension of the same projects? Is volume two another area of St. Louis, or is it Target Chicago Volume Two? What is what what should we be looking forward to in volume two?
1: Right. So uh and I gotta throw this back to uh to Damien. <clears throat> because it's his, his he has a huge vision mm. for what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring a lot of awareness to St. Louis, to that whole area and the history of St. Louis, uh, be it documentaries, be it uh, unscripted, and be it films and television mm. that tells the different stories of St. Louis, right? So he wow. has this, this beautiful vision for yeah. it. Uh, so that volume one just lets you know that it's the first installment of many... Installments that are in different facets.
0: Gotcha. Dealing
1: with St. Louis.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's uh it's, it's it's a really dope vision.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so crazy that um, it's crazy what the government can get away with. Yeah. And in plain sight, which is why I do like I bring on my guy South Central Conservative on on the channel, and he has a lot of interesting views about certain topics but one thing i will say is his rich and deep distrust in 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 all things government it seems like (laughs) it 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 does not go um you know without without basis you know what i mean like it, it, it it does make sense like we it's almost sometimes America is kind of like that. That, um, what they used to say like, if, if someone is you know gossiping about somebody else to you, mm-hmm. I, well, beware because they'll eventually gossip about you to somebody else. Yes, sir. so I'll never forget th- this story because I was young, I think I, I might have been 17, 18 at the time. I was working at Fry's Electronics in Sacramento, California and so yeah it was after i graduated so i had to be at least 18. um and i was i was doing appliance delivery right mm-hmm. so I was delivering refrigerators and ranges and all of that and i'm talking to a lady that's one thing that's that i've always gotten is like people talking to me like just opening up and sharing stories and we were sitting there talking i don't know what the conversation was about but i re- never will forget that she said Oh, yeah, Americans, Americans steal us. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, oh, yeah, Americans steal us. I'm like, they steal you? And she said, oh, yeah, all the time, Americans come to our country, and they steal people from our country. I was like, what? Like, I I didn't even know how to... I didn't know what to do with that information. It was so yeah. big for me just getting out of high school. Because, you know, high school for us back then, you're still learning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? America's the, it's pretty much yeah. the greatest place you could be. Yeah, you better <laughs> know it. <just> Disneyland <laughs> like, for the world. Yeah. We're pretty much on the island of greatness. And yeah. uh, <laughs> come that's on right. board. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so to, to hear something like that, you're like, okay, that's weird. Is this lady just tripping? Does she ever? facts wrong. And then so later in life when I start learning about these covert operations and learning about these uh, espionage efforts and how they planted you know, uh, prostitutes in order to get information and spot. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And so, but during that time, you're always thinking, oh, wow, this is crazy stuff that they do to other countries. hmm it's crazy that America does this to them, right? Oh man, it's messed up. Ah, <laughs> Good thing we live here in America. Ah, glad man. I wear the red, white, and blue flag. I I cover my heart and everything. I've been saying yep. the pledge of allegiance as long as I can. Ah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you find out, yeah, you find out that the whiz, just a scared little guy, with his mm-hmm. fingers and everything Be behind that
1: curtain. That's it. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. Yo, it is. It, it's, it's it's a scary. That's a scary thing to think of. And I know a lot of us, we know it. But, you know, at a certain point, you'll, you'll drive yourself crazy <laughs> trying to focus on it. You know what I mean? Like it'll well, turn yeah. into your life, especially in the world that we live today. In these echo chambers, it's hard to even yeah. decipher information and and find what's what's honest and factual. Yeah. It's like, so what do you do with all that?
1: Oof, man, you, you gotta learn how to compartmentalize and breathe and, and, and step back and 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 then and then reapproach, man. It's it's
0: and you have a son. I have a son. You, you are you are the proud owner of a black son, sir. Yes sir. And, yes, sir. And 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 do you ever think about when your son sees police officers right now and he's like, hey, cops? Do you ever think about the conversations that you have to have with him later on yeah. about what those cops think when they might see him when he's 17?
1: Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's heartbreaking, bro, because cuz you cuz every time you you see yourself at that age when everybody be like, "What you want to be when you grow up? What you want to be? I want to be for these houses. I don't be this and that because you because you like man and they, they protect and serve and they gonna do this and man I'm gonna get the bad guys yeah bad guys right <laughs> and that's and that's it that's it right put them up and that's just, that's the <laughs> view viewpoint of it because that's yeah. what's sold to you right and then then you find out that oh no you may be the bad guy. Mm. Why are you the bad guy? Nothing you did. Mm. Nothing you did. But you might still be the bad guy.
0: You might still so,
1: be the bad guy. And, and there's a there's a quote from um, uh, uh, James Baldwin in the film where he's uh, from the debate. Um, I forgot the name of the debate, but from one of his greatest debates. And he was like, um, it comes as a shock to... At this is when we were Negroes. It comes yeah. to it as a shock to to the American Negro that when Gary Cooper was fighting the Indians and you were rooting for Gary Cooper, that the Indians were you.
0: Mm yes. Yes. And I I have heard that from Baldwin. If if you have not listened to James Baldwin and you care anything about you don't even gotta care about human, I mean black people, though he's gonna it was a Freudian slip, even though he's gonna talk heavily about the black experience. If you just have a heart for humanity, if you are trying to understand the, the social, uh cultural condition of America, you listen. To James Baldwin, yes, sir. What was yes, the book? Um, something on fire. The fire next time. Fire next time.
1: Fire yeah. next time. Yeah, The fire. It was the fire next time, and then the sequel, which was this time to fire, something like that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. James yeah. Baldwin was a, di- di- a different mind. Yes, sir. Different mind. All right. So uh, I, I, I know we're we're coming coming to the end over here. So we got to bring it back to music. I mean, we've talked about um, y- your upbringing. We've talked mm-hmm. about you as an actor, as a rapper. Um, are there any other parts of you that you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, I like long walks on the beach. And, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, horses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> all
0: right, all right. So, so yeah. I know. I know last time we did uh, the top 10 uh, rap groups and you had an incredible list. I already know your uh, top, I think I know your top five. I don't know if I know your top 10 or not, but I definitely know your top five uh, rappers and I definitely know your number one of yes, all sir. time, which I can't say that I've seen him in a performance of this anniversary, though he had to have been in he, more yeah, than he, one by far. He's, by, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's
1: been in a few of them. Yeah.
0: We're talking about nothing, none other than Rakim.
1: Yes, sir. Rockem.
0: Yes, Yo, th- the greatness of Rockem. Tell me, tell everybody uh if they don't know cuz you know we're going to have uh, you know some listeners that that know of Rockem. We're going to have some listeners that's like, "Who? Maybe I might have heard that name but they don't really right. know somebody like yourself who's so multifaceted in the arts. When you then look back at your your home art form mm. of of rap and lyricism, the person that you put at the top of the mountain in your list is Rakim. Yes, sir. Tell him why.
1: Rakim is the reason that any MC in from, from his point on can be as intricate as they want, can be as deep as they want, could be as whatever, as creative as whatever, as they want because in that time frame, when he came out, rap was very basic, very even the rhyme patterns were A B A B A B, right? Yeah. And the the lyrics that were infused were mainly braggadocio uh-huh. or uh, or party, right? And some and some were uh, had a, had a little depth to them. Which goes back to Grandmaster Flash and the years Five, which is actually okay. what I believe is what made way for Rakim to actually be in who he was. Right. They kind of paved the way so that Rakim, that we would accept someone like a Rakim. Rakim exactly. infused science, mathematics, mm. history, yeah, wordplay, confidence, swag, like and and rhyme schemes and couplets that were not there weren't even invented at the time right with with going a b c a b b a then bring it back around to c right he rapped and he once said he, he rapped like um he was trying to mimic the way john coltrane played the sax right Played the sax absolutely he played so, the sax, okay. didn't he? Because he played the sax. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I, don't, I don't even to, think I
0: knew it was Coltrane. I thought he said he was trying to emulate the sax when he was playing it. But that's dope to know that he was actually looking at Coltrane playing it. Because that's Coltrane, another level, obviously.
1: A whole new thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So so when you, when you put that in mind and you go back and you listen to him, you hear those melodies and those scats and those riffs of how Coltrane would play it. Fast, slow, but very precise yet loose. Right, yeah. and and one thing that a lot of people didn't know was he produced a lot of the music that he's that he's ever rapped on from the beginning, from the inception yeah. of his career when he was with Eric B. All the way up until his, his solo.
0: I definitely he didn't know that. He's, he's like
1: he's like like Scarface in a sense. Scarface yeah. produced most of his music, and and uh, and that is, I think, also gave way to how why he was so intricate and infused into those types of songs because he knew it from the inside out.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know that's so, a deeper level. Yeah, brother, that's a deeper level. And so the product that he put out, you you rocked with. Do you remember your first? uh Rock Him verse that you memorize your first Rock Him song that maybe you knew from top to bottom. You ain't gotta rap it. I'm not gonna put you on the spot like that. Right. But do you remember
1: uh, what it was? Oh uh, my it was it was it was microphone fiend microphone. was like that it was the first one that I was like oh man. <laughs> It's, this, this guy guy's different. This is, this is something different.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man. And, and yeah. When,
1: when he was like, he was like, um, uh, uh, um, I try to grab the mic and say, yes, y'all. They try to take it and say that I'm too small. Cool. Cause I don't get upset. I kick a hole in the, Ooh, the speaker, crap. pull the plug, plug not like, yo, like it's. Like his his mindset was crazy. Like, yeah, that like, was like, different, dude.
0: Like like, like the confidence. Him. Sorry, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Uh, I, I no, I was, I was just about to say like like another one that, one of his lyrics where he was like, um, uh, "I begin to um I, I can't say it, but I, um, I begin to think and then I sink into the paper like I was ink when I'm writing. I'm um, trapped in beside uh, in between the lines and I I escape when I finish the rhyme.
0: I got soul, like, like bro. I got
1: soul. This was in eighties. This uh, this what 80, 84, 85? Like that's it's, it's like, mind boggling. Now yeah. it, it might not seem so mind boggling in in where we are in this day and age because we've we've you know taken what he's done and we've you know and we've expanded and expounded. But even even some of that is just still what he's written is still even in this day and age it's still the depths of it is, is crazy. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Still, still crazy. another level. <laughs> Yeah, Rakim, Rakim. set a new standard. By yes, far. sir. Yes, sir. By far, like that imagery, is just different. It wasn't nobody thinking about the the ink sinking into the paper? Like, come on, like even and yes, trying to use that as a as a metaphor of how into this rhyme I am. That I'm I'm just like the thing that I'm holding, and I'm. Si- come on, man. Come on. Yes, sir. Come on. That's, yes, sir. The, the intricacy of that is just different. Yes, sir. it's different. um man, you 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 brought up one last one last question I'm gonna have, okay uh, or conversation because I do think this is an interesting conversation. Um I was in another episode and 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 somehow, uh, I don't think it was Grandmaster. I think it was Sugar Hill gang popped up, mm-hmm. came up. Um, so i've I've I mean, I guess this is a debate in hip hop overall, right? Mm-hmm. As far as like, who was the first, right? Like who 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 do you credit with being the first? And so, you obviously have, um, Sugar Hill Gang as being the first mainstream hip hop group. The first mm-hmm. mainstream hip-hop song yeah. that got put out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hip-hop to the hip-hip-hippity-hip-hip-hip-ity-hip. Hip, hippity hip hippity hip hippity, hip <laughs> hop right? Yes, right. Yes, <laughs> so you, you got that. And so a lot of people say like, yeah, they were the first. Mm-hmm. But you also know that a lot of people know under on the underground, number one, there were already other groups, but right. more prevalent was Grandmaster Fa- Flash and the Furious Five. Yes, sir. And we also know that I keep forgetting her name. I need to look it up because I'm doing her injustice. The 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 lady that found or that started the Sugar Hill game.
1: Sugar Hill Records. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Sugar yeah. Hill
0: Records. I can't think of her yeah. name. Um, but we know that she actually found Grandmaster Flash and the Fur- Furious Five first. Mm -hmm. tried to approach them about, yo, y'all want to do... And they wasn't with it. Because they're like, nah, nah, nah. This art form ain't for that. Like, we know what y'all do. Yeah, (laughs) We ain't doing that. This is for the streets. Yeah, This is for us. And so she went and assembled some guys that didn't even really know each other like that. Uh Um, I think maybe a couple of them did, but it was just a random group of guys she put together Mm -hmm. and told them, hey, can you do what they did? Matter of fact, if I recall correctly, I feel like either Wonder Mike, I feel like they went to the Furious Five to get raps.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, they they got raps from like some of those raps weren't even weren't theirs. Like they right. like, just blatantly took somebody's whole uh, All day. Whole, whole thing, whole <laughs> <Yeah>, just... <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> so, oh, so, so when you think about that, as we as we uh, I guess discussed, even though we went over it kind of fast, what we discussed the the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. Yeah. When you look back at that for yourself, yeah. who do you credit? You know, as far as rap groups, and we ain't gonna go back to to Cool Herc and actually the the beginning yeah. of 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 the sound,
1: right. but
0: as far as that execution of lyricism for what we know, if you only had to look at the Furious Five with Grandmaster and um, the Sugar Hill Gang. Who do you give the credit to, and why?
1: Well, there's only one real answer, and that's Soldier Boy because he did it first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me! You got me!
1: Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta. I gotta, oh, I, and I, I gotta answer it like this. I, I wish I could just give simple answers a lot of times, but I can't. Um, um, I'm not built that way, I guess. So right, right, right. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five mm-hmm. because without them being as immaculate as they were, then you probably never have. Sugar Hill Gang, because they were that good that the inspiration like forced someone to say, "I gotta do something with this. I gotta do something. I gotta make a move." Yeah. So because of that, now you go get uh, everybody and make the Sugar Hill Sugar Hill Gang, right. which then forces hip hop onto the map. Right. It brings boom. Now they're on the map. Now it becomes something viable. Right. Right. So, so now I'm going to go off a little bit, right? Please. So, when I look at the foundation of uh, 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 hip hop, right? Yeah. We and we have and we always have this battle because it's like the chicken or the egg, it's a game or the Sugar Hill Gang, or the uh, Furious uh, Furious, Flop, Furious Five, as yeah. uh, as like these beginning of of really getting into the thing. But look at hip hop. And, and and well, look at and look at what that represents, right? Mm-hmm. You have the foundation of hip hop as Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five with with music that's street. The sound is street. Is is talking about reality and what's going on. That's that that's that reality conscious gritty reporting of what's happening in reality.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Facts. Polar opposite. You have Sugar Hill Gang including the from everything from the name to the, uh, to the, the chic record that they sample the breakbeat mm. in that yep. to, to the, what the music, the, the song is about this, you know, braggadocio um, fluff. Some of it, some of it rhymes. Some of it doesn't even rhyme. Some of it's on beef. Sometimes some of it's not, but it's a party atmosphere, right? Yeah. These are polar opposite songs and they both belong at the foundation of hip hop. Hmm. So you as you go throughout history yeah. and you have the argument of what's real hip hop and what's not. Yeah. Guess what? It's all hip hop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't mean you might, you like it all.
0: Right. You may you, not rock with you it. Like,
1: you, you might not rock with It, it might not be your thing. Right. But from the foundation, it shows you that it's all hip hop and everything in between. Anything from Common to Diddy to Lil Uzi Vert to to uh, Kendrick Lamar to whatever, all of that Travis Scott, like I mean, it all fits into hip hop because that's how wide hip hop was from the beginning, and it, and it only grows from there.
0: And, and the is I you mean, say that because even the even the disliking one of the other is hip hop because back then they didn't like that. Like (laughs) they they was looking at Sugar Hill gang like man exactly and and so you're right the 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 dislike for the other side that's very relevant. The the competition that's very relevant. Um, you know, even in the Furious Five being like, no, no, no. Now we gotta actually come out. Yep. We gotta actually come out now that they taking what we do and they ain't even doing it like we do it. Now we gotta now we gotta show the world. Sylvia Robinson. Sylvia Robinson,
1: there that's he is. it. Yes, sir. There that's you go. it.
0: Sylvia yes. Robinson, I give yes, her sir. her flowers. My apologies, Definitely. Queen. Definitely. My Definitely. apologies, but yes, that is a that is a very good point. That and that's a much deeper and even more relevant um, point to make. It's almost like um, it's almost like the conversation I was having uh, about the the comparison and or the 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 choice in Tupac and Biggie, right? Mm-hmm. And um uh, Kung Fu Sheldon actually made the point that if they didn't have a beef, you'd never compare them. Boom. And that's the same thing with, with Sugar Hill gang. And you'd never put Sugar Hill gang and the furious five in the same conversation. No. It just happens to be, they just occupy the same, space and time but what your your point about their differences but how they still are relevant to that foundation is just as relevant as Pac and big though they were polar opposites in a lot of ways but their beef symbolized a a future coming together yeah in in a way that really wasn't there before like it it wasn't beef before but you wasn't getting a whole lot of East Coast, West Coast, right. together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bad, bad Boy didn't have Ice Cube on the record. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You didn't yeah. have um, yeah. the, the Foo Nickens or the Buster. They ain't have Too Short on an album. Like, you know, you didn't really see yeah, yeah. that back in the day. But then going forward, th- that beef was turned into, we can't do this anymore because of what came out of it on the negative side, then churned out a lot of, togetherness yeah, yeah. and in that foundation for the east coast west coast yeah. um you know collaborations and whatnot which is interesting yeah as always man another interesting conversation <laughs> as always and we close it out in the perfect way talking about music yes, going sir. over the history of it uh one more time before we get out of here i want you to plug both the documentary and and yourself and any other thing that you have going on for everybody listening and watching today.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me on all social media,
0: advanced
1: E-D-V-A-N-Z-D. It should be somewhere down there. I don't know. Yep, yep. But um, uh, the documentary uh, Target St. Louis volume one, we're working on a distribution. So that'll be out soon. And whenever we have screenings, I'll definitely uh, keep you posted uh I have new music coming out. I got a couple of uh couple of projects that I'm very excited about that I'm working on and nice, uh nice. we'll see what this C and E hitting.
0: There you and go. There you see, go. What, see what that's
1: hitting on. So, yes sir. <laughs> I yes,
0: mean, sir. you know, we doing our thing. You know, we trying we just <laughs> we just kind of out here. <laughs> all right, my guys. Always a pleasure. Pod is good all the time. And all the time. Pod is good. My man, Advanced. I am Cashmere, California. Please subscribe to the channel. Follow us. We'll have more coming soon. Stay in touch with my man, Advanced. And we will see y'all on the next one. Peace.